Hello, today is November 24th, and from Home Partners of America, we'd like to say happy holidays to you and yours. Hello, and welcome to Home Partners of America's Welcome Home Podcast. My name is Sophia Basir. I'm the Business Development Manager for Home Partners of America's east side of the country, a licensed real estate agent for over 12 years and soon-to-be broker, and I'm also your host. We'll have a new episode twice a month on every other Wednesday. We've started this podcast to help provide more detail and clarity to our amazing lease purchase program, which started in 2012 after the mortgage crisis. Today, we're lucky to have our Senior Manager of Underwriting and Acquisitions, Brendan Samsa, on. We'll be speaking with Brendan about acquisitions, best practices, and how to navigate submitting with our company. Brendan, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Of course. And please let us know how long you've worked with Home Partners and what your role is. Uh, yeah, so I've been with Home Partners for a little bit over six and a half years, um, and I am the senior manager of the underwriting department. Um, we review all of the properties that are submitted to the company, and then we determine the value that Home Partners is willing to pay for that property before we send out the approval email to the resident um, to sign off on um, before the offer goes out. Awesome. And what are we looking for in the homes that we um, would like to move forward with um, in terms of purchasing? Yeah, that's a great question, Sophia. Um, what we are mostly looking for are clean homes um, with minimal underlying issues um, and that are conforming to the community. Um, that's going to set us up best to ensure that we are setting the resident up um, you know, for success down the line when they decide to exercise their uh, right to purchase option and um, hopefully purchase the home back from us. Oh, that's great. And it makes perfect sense. Are there uh, specific points for each home that make it very likely for home partners to move forward with the purchase? Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of specific points. Um, I would say that the most important one would be for the home to be conforming um, to the community with a good number of similar style homes, um, you know, within that, uh, you know, subdivision or just, you know, area. We generally try to stay within about a mile of the subject property. Um, and that's going to be, you know, the best way for us to determine value. So we have enough you know, similar homes in the area to really nail down that value. Um, it makes it much easier for us. Um, some of the issues that we do see are, you know, when we are in a more rural area or an area that's less populated, um, it is difficult to find, you know, homes to really determine a value, um, which makes it harder for us to put a competitive offer out. Um, and then one of the other things would be is, you know, homes, uh, you know, being moderately updated or kept in good condition. Um, you know, outdated or damaged homes can be really difficult for us to determine the value on and they hinder our ability to make our offer as competitive as we'd like it to be. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You have to have a good, um, like, CMA, compar comparable properties to figure out what we should offer on the home. That makes perfect sense. No, okay, so I have colleagues in the background. I'm sure everybody can hear. <laughs> okay, um, that's wonderful. What are things within a home 
that will almost definitely um, make it so we will not move forward with the purchase. Yeah, sure. Some of um, some of the issues that you know we see come up are you know unresolved water intrusion issues, um, homes that have had water intrusion um, that has been uh, you know not been dealt with. Uh, those are homes that you know we wouldn't you know necessarily want to move forward with. Um, permit issues. We see a lot of converted garages um, that don't have permits. Um, that can cause us problems and just permits in general. Um, if work's been done to the home that will require a permit, if the seller hasn't gotten that done, um, you know, that's not something we want to move forward with and take on that risk. Um, unresolved mold or organic growth issues. Um, we don't want to be putting residents in a home that has any kind of mold or, or growth issues that could potentially, um, you know, cause harm to them or their families. Um, incomplete renovations. So those are things like missing flooring, um, ceilings, um, plumbing and electrical work. Um, you know, those kind of things are not things we want to move forward with again, because they can be health and, and safety issues. Um, and we don't want to be putting residents into a home that, you know, could be potentially hazardous for them. Um, other things would be, you know, homes that don't have uh, central heating and cooling. Um, we do have some exceptions on the cooling aspect in places like Colorado, Washington, and Oregon, where, you know, it doesn't necessarily get as hot. Um, but in all of our other states, those are going to be requirements of ours is that the home be sufficiently heated and cooled, um, you know, by central air. Um doors to nowhere. And what I mean by that is that you'll sometimes see, um, you know, especially with new builds, maybe on the second floor, they might have a, um, you know, a double door um, that was initially maybe meant to have a, um, to have a deck that was built out onto it. Um, and, you know, they didn't complete that. So we don't want to have something like that because, you know, technically you walk out that door and you could fall, you know, a story and um, that could be potentially hazardous um, for our residents. So we want to avoid those kind of things. Um, we don't purchase condominiums, uh, modular homes, uh, mobile homes, short sales, foreclosures, log cabins, or multifamily homes. Um, so we want to avoid those kind of sale types um, being submitted to us. Um, HOA issues, and you know that's that's a big one that we come across. So. Things like leasing restrictions, um, you know, the HOAs having the right to evict our tenants, um, having the right to, you know, determine, you know, whether or not we can, um, you know, continue to lease a home there if our residents don't decide, you know, purchasing. We want to avoid those kind of situations so that we can ensure that, you know, we're still able to, um, you know, offer that home up um, to another resident or continue to lease to the residents who submitted it to us. Um, and then, you know, as far as HOAs also go, we want to avoid things like us needing to own a home for a particular amount of time before we are able to, um, you know, lease the property out. Because obviously, if that's the case, then we wouldn't be able to allow the residents to move in within the time frame that they, um, you know, were hoping for when they initially submitted the home to us. Um, and then a couple other things would be adverse location issues. So, you know, we don't want the homes be backing up to commercial space. Um, you know, high tension power lines, fronting a busy road, um, you know, backing up to train tracks or highways, um, or being in the direct flight path of, you know, an airport to name a few things. Um, those things are all, are all going to adverly, uh, adversely affect the value of the home um, and potentially uh, make it less desirable. So, um, you know, those homes are homes that we wouldn't want to proceed with. Um, and then the last thing would be, um, you know, sinkhole issues. So any kind of issue, we see this sometimes in Florida and some of the southern states, um, you know, 
if there's been a sinkhole on that property, um, past or present, um, we want to avoid those homes because, again, they could be a potential hazard um, to our residents, um, and we don't want to put them in that situation. That is so much information, um, and thank you for all that. When you say sinkhole, it's on the property line, right? On that property line, that would that would make it not work for us. Um, so, so I have a couple more questions for you. What? Um, how can our agents be most successful with communicating with a team during during this process? Yeah, so um, the best and most efficient way to communicate with our team um, would be to email us. Um, our email address um, and inbox that we work out of is submissions at homepartners.com. Um, that email can be used for both the uh, property submission uh, related questions or inquiries, as well as valuation related questions and inquiries. So, um, you know, we definitely ask that agents, you know, send us emails. That way we have it in writing. We can communicate back, make sure that they have it in writing um, clear um, and uh, and concise answer to their questions or their inquiries. Um, we also have a dedicated phone line, um, which um, you know will give them the caller option to choose between the offers team and our team. Um, and you know, for urgent matters, we absolutely uh, you know urge them to give that number a call. The number they can reach us at would be three one two seven eight zero one nine five five. Um, and they'll have the option again to choose between our team and the offers team. And if they choose our team, then one of our team members will be able to answer and, you know, hopefully help them, um, you know, get their answers and inquiries quickly. Awesome. We'll also have that number at the, um, uh, at the information at the bottom of the, the podcast for um, all who are listening, all the agents. Thank you for that info, Brendan. And what are the main things you look for in a submission to underwrite a property uh, quickly and efficiently from an agent? Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, the biggest thing for us is, you know, making sure that we have all the photos necessary of the home. Um, now, if photos are listed on one of the listing sites like Zillow or Redfin, um, then it's not necessary to send more photos to us unless those ones are not sufficient or there's only a few of them. Um, if there aren't photos on those sites, then we would ask the agents to provide us with photos of the home. Um, they can either send those with the submission or um, after the submission, they can email those to the email um, that I mentioned earlier, submissions at homepartners.com. Um, and when, you know, we're looking at homes that we're valuing, um, the main things that we're looking at are, you know, the kitchens, the bathrooms, the flooring, um, you know, finished square footage of the home. Um, amenities such as pools in the states that we allow them, um, finished basements, um, what kind of you know basement it is, if it's a walkout, if it's partially finished, um, you know, are there bedrooms or you know maybe even another living space down there like you know with kitchenette. Um, we're going to look at garage spaces, um, whether there's a patio or a deck, um, and also things like whether or not the home backs up to open space because obviously it's a little bit more desirable to have no neighbors behind you than it is to have, um, you know, more homes behind you. So, um, you know, that's some of the, uh, the main points that we're going to be looking at. Um, and, you know, making sure also that we have the disclosures that we need. So, you know, seller's disclosures, any kind of, you know, square footage um, you know, disclosures, um, information that's going to really help us be able to determine all the features of the home that we need to know um, so that we can give them the best possible valuation um, on the property. Um, so we definitely ask for those. And then also um, CMAs. So if an agent, um, you know, submits a property to us, 
um, we might have a difficult time finding the value on the home. And, you know, we're not perfect when we're looking for our, our comps. So we do ask that agents, um, you know, provide us with a CMA of their own because we do know that they are, you know, the experts in the area. They're the eyes and ears and the boots on the ground. And they know that area is, um, you know, better than than most. Um, so if they have a uh, CMA they can provide with sufficient comps um, that would really help justify the value of the home, that's going to really help us be able to get them back a value um, You know, that's hopefully going to be competitive enough to win the home. Um, so we do ask that you know, if they can um, provide us with a, a, an updated CMA and we'll certainly take a look at it during our valuation. Awesome. Thank you so much for all that information, Brendan. Um, so I ask um, all of our operations um, team members who I am able to get on the podcast um, this question. So is there anything that you would like to add that would be helpful for our listeners to know about um, the processes for our agents and prospective residents um, to help them just be more successful? Um, in our, um, within our program, some, some sort of pro tip that you've got, cause you are the expert, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so aside from some of the things that I mentioned earlier that really help us provide a better valuation, um, you know, some things that we come across often, you know, we get asked questions or, you know, we get, um, you know, emails about, Things like our price caps. So, you know, in each market that we work in, we do have a maximum purchase price that we can go up to. Um, and those price caps are hard caps. Um, so we won't be able to offer over that amount. Um, we have noticed that there have been times where we get agents, um, you know, submitting homes to us that are at the top of our price cap. Um, and a lot of times those ones can be a little bit more difficult um, because if our price cap is, say, 500000 and the home is submitted and the list price is 500000 we will only be able to submit at that price. So if a uh, agent, you know, submits there and, you know, other offers come in on that property, we you know, won't be able to increase higher. And, you know, the likelihood of us securing that home is much lower, um, which is not to say that, you know, we don't want homes being submitted that high, but it's just something, you know, to keep in mind um, because I think there are some misconceptions that we will be able to make exceptions there. But unfortunately, you know, that's a hard um, policy for us to stay within that, uh, that cap. Um, some of the other things would be uh, we have county and municipality requirements um, on, you know, a number of the areas that we work within, um, you know, and that would either be a registration that needs to be completed or an inspection that needs to be done before we can actually legally lease the property out to the residents. Um, so we do have a, uh, a guide that we can provide now that will list out all of the counties and municipalities that do have these requirements that we can provide to agents. So if they want to um, send us an email, we can certainly send them that link so that they can access that. And then that way they can be better suited up front to help their residents find a home. If their residents in a situation where they need to get into a home as quickly as possible, um, you know, the homes that have these requirements, we do have to extend the move-in date so that we can make sure that we are accommodating these requirements that this, the county or the uh, municipality has um, and again, municipality is also, you know, the same, same thing as city. So whatever city that is, they might have this requirement. We just want to make sure that everyone's aware up front, um, you know, that that could end up being an issue for us. Um, 
HOA, or we also have um, an HOA guide as well, similarly to the county municipality guide that we can now distribute, um, which will um, tell agents which HOAs that we actually cannot work with due to the requirements. I think I mentioned a few of those things earlier. Um, so if agents are interested in uh, obtaining a, that link, we can also send that to them as well. So that way they can avoid those, um, those HOAs and homes that are within those communities um, before they submit them to us. Um, and then we uh, also, some other things are, you know, we can only submit an offer um, on a home for one agent and resident at a time. Um, something that's happened this year as the market's really exploded, but the inventory has constricted. Um, we've had a lot of agents and residents submitting the same home. Um, so just so that everyone's aware, our policy is that whoever fully submits the home to us first will get first dibs on the property for us to put an offer out. Um, if those, um, you know, that agent and resident decide that they don't want to move forward, then we can absolutely open it back up and it would be available again. Um, but we can't put two offers out in the same home since we are the buyer on the property. We don't want to have, um, you know, two offers out um, as one buyer. Um, so just something to keep in mind, we do have a duplicate submittal blocker on our website right now. Um, so you know, we'll let agents know that this home's already been submitted. Um, and then, you know, going forward, they'll have to know that, you know, they'd either have to reach out to us to see if, um, you know, it maybe is available now, um, you know, give it a few days, um, or they would have to unfortunately move on to another property at that point. Um, and then the last thing that I would, um, you know, just suggest is just utilizing the address checker, the rent checker, um, the property criteria on our website. Those are great tools for agents and residents to use to really determine whether a home, you know, fits within our approved communities, um, whether or not the rent is going to work out, you know, for that resident for the amount that they've been approved for. And then also just checking over the property criteria before submitting a home to us to ensure that that home does meet all of Home Partners criteria as we are pretty strict with our policies on our property criteria. And I think that would really just help, um, you know, make sure that it's a seamless and smooth transaction for everybody. Thank you so much for all of this valuable information and um, taking the time to speak with me. It's so Absolutely. important for our listeners, our agents, and our prospective residents to get this info so they can move forward appropriately with our program. And to all who are listening or watching, we'd like to have a truly audience-engaged podcast. So please email your questions and episode suggestions to me at welcomehome at homepartners.com. Please also remember to subscribe to our Home Partners Instagram page, YouTube page, Spotify, iTunes, and all of the streaming platforms. We'll have a link to our Home Partners of America site listed at the bottom of each episode also. Thank you for watching and or listening. I look forward to seeing you again very soon. Until next time. Thanks for having me.